Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys out to another barely mentioned podcast, a podcast designed for men and the women that desire to get to know them. And today we're going to be talking about temptations and how not to fall in them. And the text that we're going to be coming from is Galatians 6 1. So if you're watching this live, feel free to come on into the broadcast. And for those who's watching or listening, or later, whether on YouTube, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening, for watching, and it's just, just crazy to see um, how much um, these these messages resonate with you all. And so it's an honor that God will utilize me and the content here um, to help you guys grow into spiritual maturity, so that you can be optimally used by God when it's time. What's up, Cincinnati? What's up, Simone? What's up? Uh, I can't pronounce your name. I'm sorry, but good to see you. Thank you for being in the in the, in the live. Um, Galatians 6.1 is what we're going to be talking about. And for those who's watching live, let me know where you guys are watching from. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? God bless you, too. Hope you guys are doing exceptionally well. And if you need one-on-one coaching this summer, make sure you come holler at me. Slots are filling up real quick. If you want one-on-one sessions with me, just simply submit a budget. Simply submit what you can do. And I will email you back letting you know what I can do. And I will be, and I would love um, to help you progress and grow this summer. But Galatians 6.1 says, brothers, if anyone is caught, what's up, Denver, is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual shall restore him in a spirit of gentleness. What's up, Florida? What's up, Houston? Keep watch on yourselves, lest you too be tempted. Last week, we talked about uh, restored men, restoring men. I think it was about two weeks ago, because last Monday was Memorial Day. wasn't able to do a video. <clears throat> but this week, we're going to be talking about the next step for men in regards to keep keeping watch over ourselves, lest we too be tempted. Let's get right into the goal. The goal is to learn from our past transgressions and the transgressions of others. Transgression by definition is the wrong way of doing something. And so the goal is as men, and the ladies you can definitely glean from this discussion, our goal is to learn more from the classroom of observation than we do the classroom of experience. What's up everybody? And so let's get to the problem. Because <clears throat> I have a lot of notes, a lot of points that I want to get to. And you know it's Monday, which means Coach Go gets buckets. Coach goes hoops on Monday. So I got to um, give you guys the the, bulk of the, uh, the best time that I can give you so you guys can grow and learn. Many men <clears throat> are falling into temptations due to them either not learning from their past mistakes or the obvious mistakes of other men. Many men are falling into temptations due to them either not learning from their past mistakes and making the adjustments or the obvious mistakes of others. They are allowing temporary moments of pleasures to ruin their lives. Many men are falling into temptations due to either not learning from their own mistakes or the mistakes of others. It's important for us men to understand that we are targets. We are targets because we are the head. We are targets because we are the leaders. <clears throat> they, the enemy knows that if I can cut the head off of a family, then the family is vulnerable for attack. That's why men, no matter what color they are, are under uh, a severe attack because if the leader is confused, if the leader is in temptation, if the leader is in sin, then it leaves the, 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 the spoils, it leaves the, the things that he is stewards over vulnerable. And it's so sad that many of us men are falling into trap after trap after trap, not making the adjustments, not progressing, not growing spiritually, not becoming smarter in our walk with God to the point of actually avoiding the falling in to temptation. Let's keep going. They are allowing temporary moments of pleasures to ruin their lives. The enemy knows that all I got to do is get you so caught up in what's temporary. 
He loves to sell us on a dream. The enemy loves to sell us on a dream of the idea of these moments of temporary pleasures is what you should utilize as the checkpoints of fueling points throughout your life. Meaning, it's better for you um, um, to, to be pleased temporarily by these world things and utilize them. Okay, Monday, this is what I do on Mondays. When I get low and depressed, it's what I do on Wednesday. When I'm low and depressed by Wednesday, this is what I do by Thursday. And what happens is we become thirsty, dry mouth, all the way throughout our weeks, never being fully satisfied. The enemy knows if I can get you to taste these temporary moments of pleasure and become addicted to them, then you will be set up to fall in the subsidiary temptations that are tailored to the one that you are stuck in. Meaning, if you're a greedy person on the inside, you're going to be set up to fall into trap after trap going forward. That's why it's important for you and I to make sure that we don't get so uh, desperate in need um, 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 for the world's uh, uh, source of nourishment that we forget that God is the one that can, is the only one that can satisfy us. Let's get let's keep going to the next point. A temptation is a false advertisement. What's up, Botswana? Thank you for watching. A temptation is a false advertisement, meaning that it advertises something that it cannot fully do, thoroughly do, right? So what happens is the temptation says, hey, I'm gonna make a deal with you. I can do this for you. If you just take part in me, then you at least get these kind of feelings, these type of satisfaction. But it's a false advertisement because it's going to leave you empty handed in the process. Temptations are the prerequisite to torture. Temptations are the prerequisite to torture. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's talk about the process of a temptation. Thank you for watching from Toronto. The process of a temptation is seven steps that a temptation that's of a temptation and how it tackles men from being the leaders that they need to be. Number one, the first point of a temptation is thoroughness. Thoroughness. What the enemy does, there's an enemy set to you. The Bible says when a man is tempted, he is tempted by being drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Meaning that the enemy that's set to you as a man has thoroughly examined you. He has done a thorough check of who you are as a man, your past struggles, your past fears, your past uh, issues, and they utilize though that intel to develop traps for you. So they, the goal is, before I even tempt you, I do a thorough investigation of where you are with God, where you are in your strengths. I do a thorough investigation because the more I examine you and your habits, because all of us are creatures of habit, meaning we are predictable. <clears throat> in the spiritual world, the natural world is just a, 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 a replica or a small fraction of the entire world. The spirit world is more uh, uh, in tune, more insightful, more uh, um, uh, um, stronger than this natural world. So what happens is that they do a thorough examination of you, where you are in your faith level, where you are in the things of God, where you are in your trust in God. And after they have done a thorough check of you, examine your habits, examine your thought patterns, your habits of hand, your habits of heart, your habits of, of all habits that, that represent you. After they did a thorough investigation of you, then number two, they tailor a temptation to you. They tailor it.
They customize it for you. They know exactly what's going to get them a 95% or better chance of making you fall. Demons are not going to waste their time, tempt you with something that's not tailored to you. Therefore, they do a thorough investigation to see what are you in, what are you hungry and thirsting for? Are you hungry and thirsting after righteousness or are you hungry and thirsting after things that are going to ruin you? And if they see any inkling of your weaknesses being unguarded or you practice some things that brings a loophole by which they can go through or you open the door to them, they will then begin after they have investigated you that tailor a temptation to you. And men, you have to understand, that's right. Don't let temporary pleasures ruin your life. And a lot of men don't understand that, wow, why do I always find myself falling all the time? Because they have tailored it to you. They observe you, like for my life. They're not going to attack me where I'm strong. They're going to attack me where I was either formerly weak or could be currently weak. So they'll investigate me. They'll say, okay, Josh struggled with abandonment. Josh struggled with rejection. Josh struggled with insecurities. Josh struggles with competitiveness, right? So they'll look at what I used to struggle with, what God is redeeming me in now, and they're going to try to trap me into an insecure moment because they know that I'm new into marriage, that I'm going to, when I have a child, I'll be new into parenthood. So they'll try to tailor things. Thank you for watching from Zambia. They'll try to tailor things according to what had Josh fall before or lust back in the day. What 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 used to trip up Josh? Let's see if we can try it now. Oh, Josh is strong. I'm not going to mess with him now. I'm going to come at a more opportune time. When Jesus was in the wilderness and he passed the three tests that was given by the devil, the Bible says that the devil left to a more opportune time. He tried to come through the Pharisees. He tried to come through um, um, Peter. He tried to come through the Sanhedrin. He tried to come through so many different avenues because he was like, I can only come at him when I think they are at their weakest. So after they have done a thorough investigation of you, examined you, collected data on what caused you to fall before, what could cause you to fall now, and they try to project what could be coming in the future and how to set up traps in your future to, to ensure that you fall potentially when you get into a new situation. After they have done a thorough investigation and have tailored a temptation to you, then they present the temptation. A temptation is only a temptation based upon your consent. A temptation is like a magnet. It comes in front of you to see if there's anything that's going to draw out of you. So what happens is as a fella, if you struggle with lust again, don't count it strange when your co-worker out of nowhere starts liking you. Don't count it strange when, when there's a lot of, 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 of ladies swimming in your DM. Don't count it strange when you get strange attention. Don't count it strange when you start getting attention from places that you never got attention from because they just want to see if I bring this pretty young lady near him, will it draw something out of him? Will he try to get her number? Will he try to, you know how men do, oh, she walks by, he gets her name, and then the enemy sees him on his computer or his phone, finding her on Instagram, looking. So he now knows, bam, he's falling for the first the stage of the temptation. Because they know for a fact that <clears throat> if it's in you, they have a great chance of using it against you. If you have lust in you, they will bring a woman, a beautiful woman with lust in her. That demon inside of her is going to try to connect to that issue inside of you. And that demon is going to try to utilize that vessel, that woman or man or situation to try to pull what's in you out of you so that you can bite into it. Once they have done a thorough investigation of you and have tailored you and know your waist size, your shoulder size, your arm length, and they have tailored the temptation to you, 
And after they have presented the temptation, if they see that there's a tug there, if they see there's a tug there, their goal number four is to get you to taste what's presented, to taste the temptation. And he knows that when you awaken something before your time of maturity, that thing will be used against you. When you taste um, um, awaken love before it's time. Love is a very dangerous thing in the, in the life of someone that's not ready to manage love. And so what happens is you begin to awaken the components of love. You begin to awaken sex. You begin to awaken uh, certain addictions that when you taste it, now you become addicted. They know all I got to get you to do is taste it. All I got to get you to do is, is to sleep with her. All I got to get you to do is to, is to get in this um, infatuated relationship with her because I know that inside of her, I got a ticking bomb inside of her because all I'm going to do is I got a, I got a time. I got a timer inside of her that says she's only going to be into you for six months. And when that six months is over, all of a sudden she comes to her senses and then she breaks up with you because they know all I got to do is put timers in your temptations. That's what the next point is. Time. They put timers in your temptation. And there's gonna, and when that time is up, that thing, whatever that thing, whatever timer is in that thing, once it comes out of you, once once that time is up in that in that temptation, then all of a sudden that person doesn't want to be with you no more. That 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 pyramid scheme you was involved in, everything's falling into destruction. Because the enemy knows all I gotta do is give you time to enjoy the temptation. See, see, see. See, he's not going to trap you in the beginning. He'll trap you through your taste. Number, five, number six, after they have done a thorough investigation of you and have tailored a temptation to you and then presented the temptation for you to taste it, once you taste it, then they're going to give you time in enjoying what you tasted. The enemy is not going to hit you right off the bat after you done tasted it. He's going to let you enjoy it. He's going he's gonna to let you enjoy the fruit of that temptation. Wow, this relationship is going exceptionally well. Wow, I haven't got judged or or uh, uh, or punished from this sin. Maybe it's not quite as bad as the preachers say. Um, he's going to want you to enjoy it for a while so that you become addicted, so that you become attached to it. And then the trap is set. The trap is the torture, the torment. You done been around that temptation for so long. You tasted it and it's been so good and delicious to you. And now when that timer is up in that young lady and she doesn't have anything to do with you, now you're trapped in depression or you done trapped with the baby mama that wasn't even a woman that you don't even really want to be with. Now you trapped with <clears throat> in a situation where you now have to deal with the, the, the constant tormenting symptoms of that sin. Now you can't stop watching porn. Now you can't stop looking at women. Now you can't stop pursuing things outside of God's timing because now you're trapped in the subsidiary uh, tormentors, right? There's tormentors. Uh, depression is a tormentor. Condemnation is a tormentor. Lust is a tormentor. But it tasted good at one, at one point. That's what the enemy wants. He wants you to taste it and think that it's good. And then when the timer is up in her and we've all been there, you're like, you don't like me no more? What happened? I thought we was about to get married. We planned our whole future. And that person, and that person that had the timer in you, they're just as confused as you. Some of them are witches and they know exactly what they're doing. 
Whitaker, if you're in the building, please dial zero. Miss Whitaker, if you're in the building, please dial zero. That's right. We got to taste and see that the Lord is good. If you're in the building, please He's the only zero. one that can Ms. quench Alexander, our thirst. If you're in the building, please dial zero. <laughs> he, he, the only thing that's going to quench your thirst is God himself through his spirit. And if we're not careful, we'll be tormented day in, day out. I'm telling you, warlocks and witches, they know exactly what they're doing. They are in partnership with the demon in you. They want control over you. Do be very careful who you allow around you. Always ask in your spirit who sent you. Holy Spirit, tell me who sent you. Is this person of you or is this person of the devil? Anybody who's confused about why they're around you, don't even trust them. You got to be selective in who you have around you because you don't know what ticking time bombs are around you. And then I had people come into the ministry ticking time bombs. I had witches come in there. I, I've seen it. And, and, and it's a crazy world out here if you're not able to discern. The gift of discernment is what every believer should endeavor to have because you don't know what's trying to have you. You don't know what's around you. And men are going to continuously fall into temptation if they do not take the time to build their discernment. It says in the scripture, keep watching yourselves, lest you too be tempted. The first part of that scripture says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you are spiritual to restore him in the spirit of gentleness. And then the next thing is, yo, you better keep watching yourself unless you also be like that man. Unless you too be like that person caught in a temptation. You got to understand, man. <clears throat> The more you know about yourself, the more you'll know the enemy's tactics against you. The more you know yourself, the more you will be able to know the weapons that are formed against you. The reason why weapons are formed is because they know our form. The reason why weapons are formed because the enemy knows our form. They're formed against us because they're formed after our form. But they won't have power against you when you are <clears throat> when you are engrafted. And you know God for yourself. The weapons that are formed against you are formed against you because the weapon designer knows your form. But when you know the formula of the scriptures and you know the word for yourself and you know the power that's in it, it won't, pro it won't prosper against you. They do a thorough investigation of you. They tailor a temptation to you. They then bring the temptation. They get you to taste it. They give you time to enjoy what you have tasted. Then now you're trapped with number seven, the tormentors of depression, the, the tormentors of lust, <clears throat> the tormentors that are after you. Let's keep going. Listen to me closely. The same four letters that begins the spelling of temptation begins the spelling of temporary. T-E-M-P, T-E-M-P. Temptations are designed to birth temporary pleasures that leaves you with eternal. Their goal is to give you temporary moments of pleasure that will leave you with potentially eternal problems or long term problems. <clears throat> right. Their goal is taste this sex, awaken this love in your time. And now you're going to have a baby by a woman, a baby by a man that now you got to deal with this joker in your life for the rest of your life. You done tasted this issue because they, they don't want no um, 10 minute hold. They don't want no 10 week hold on your life. They want decades. They want to be able to hold you for a long period of time. So that what they do is <clears throat> one 10 minute of pleasure, one uh, 10 minute pleasure leads to 10 months, 10 years 
plus of issues. One 10 minutes with pornography, now you've been addicted for 10 years. The enemy knows how can I get a decade holding your life? All beginning with the brief moments of temporary pleasures of temptations. Now, how to keep watch over yourselves? It says, keep watch on yourselves, on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Now, <clears throat> how what to keep watch over in regards to yourself? I got an acronym for yourself, Y-O-U-R-S-E-L-F. Keep watch over yourselves. You got to keep watch over why, what you yield to. Why, what you yield to. What do you bend your knee to? What do you obey? What do you subject yourself to? So many of us are yielding to demonic warfare, not uh, demonic witchcraft. We're yielding ourselves to uh, internal passions. We're yielding ourselves. We are humbling ourselves under um, um, the wrong hand. We're yielding ourselves to these pleasures. You're yielding yourself to these shows. You're yielding yourself to this music. You're yielding yourself. You're bowing yourself um, to this woman. You're bowing yourself to this man. And now you're influenced by them. You got to watch over yourself and make sure that you're only yielding to God. The only person that you should bow your knee to in reverence, in regards to the ultimate reverence, is God. Don't yield your, your powers don't yield your mind, don't yield your body, don't yield your private, see, or your private parts. Don't yield any of those things to, 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 to things that are not God-given. <clears throat> I'm not going to yield myself to another woman and then lose, and lose my wife in the process, yield myself to dem demonic tactics in ministry, and then lose sight, lose my anointing and the power that comes with a person that's fixed and focused. You got to keep watch over what you yield to. And number two for why, how you spend your youth. You got to watch over yourself. How am I spending my youth? Because how I spend my youth will determine what I think when I'm older. Will I have thoughts of regret or will I have thoughts of rejoicing? I got to watch how I spend my youth. I got to, as a man, I got to watch over myself because I'm a legacy leaving man. Uh, 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 Tony Evans said something the other day. It was so powerful. He says, um, a man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, right? And he alluded that a good man is a man who thinks about his grandchildren even before he even has children of his own. A bad man or a man that's not mature is a man who doesn't think about his grandchildren even before he has them. You got to be able to spend your youth wisely as a man. So that when you do have a wife, you're strengthened. When you do have children, you're strengthened. That you've already developed systems in your own life that supplies and source through the Holy Ghost in you all those things that are under you. You got to keep watch over what you yield to, what you bend your knee to. And you got to watch over how you spend your youth. Because one day you're going to be old. And you don't want to be old working three jobs just to survive. You want to be able to spend your youth wisely. Oh, you got to keep watch over your obedience. That goes with yield. What do you obey? You got to keep watch of, of, am I obeying God's word? Am I following through? You know, am I practicing um, patterns with the, with the pure heart that guarantees me the promise of these principles? So you got to understand principles with the pure heart, with, with, with consistent practice and patterns, leads to you receiving a promise. If I understand what the word of God says in principle, and I know the principle, 
and I and I partner with that principle of pure heart and a pattern of practice, then I will be able to be mature enough to handle the promise. That's why I got to make sure I audit myself. Am I in line with the word of God? Am I a living epistle in myself? That if, if I'm the only Bible that a person reads, if they read my life, will they be able to see and read the whole gospel? I have to keep watch over the, my open doors. Who am I? What, what are my open doors? What am I doing right now that's opening doors to the enemy? I got to keep watch over my open doors. What am I opening my, what, what doors are open mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically? Am I opening doors in my physical body for bad health? Am I opening doors in my mind for tormenting vain thoughts? Am I opening door in my emotions to emotional attachments to people that I shouldn't even be wasting my time with? Am I opening doors in my spirit to false doctrines? What am I opening my doors to? Because the devil, if you got that door cracked, he'll sneak in. I'm telling you, <clears throat> you got to keep watch over your oneness and my whole. Is my spirit, soul, and body in line. I got to keep watch. Am I stable? Am I whole? Is my whole being following the spirit of God? Or am I following after my flesh? I got to keep watch over my oneness. I got to keep watch of, over what I observe. I got to keep watch of what I observe, what I listen to, what I watch. Because you're a sponge, fellas. Ladies, you're a sponge. You soak in these things. You got to keep watch over what you observe. Because what you observe will begin to serve you. And you want to make sure that you're being served things that will be a blessing to you. What should you keep watch over you? What you understand. Some people understand false doctrine more than they understand the good doctrine. Some people understand the things of the world more than they understand the God. You know, you got to have kingdom smarts. You see what I'm saying? You got to be kingdom smart. You got to be, you got to be kingdom smart. You got to be street smart. You got to be book smart. You gotta know what's you gotta know what's going on. You gotta you gotta keep watch over what you're studying. Are you wasting time trying? What's up, South Africa? Are you wasting time trying to understand things that you shouldn't even be wasting time understanding? Huh? Are you puffing yourself up with knowledge that you don't need to know? You gotta what keep watch over what you're understanding, what you're learning, and who you're learning from. You gotta keep watch over your urges. Urges wants to make you feel. That what you feeling is urgent okay urges want you to make you feel what you feel is urgent oh I'm, i got these urges it's urgent it's urgent no it's not it ain't urgent cast down those vain imaginations cast down those vain emotions <laughs> not all urges are urgents are urgent and so what happens the devil wants you to be so caught up in your urges that every urge you feel is urgent urgency urgency urgent take care of this right now take care of this 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 feeling of lust take care of this feeling of pride take care of this feeling of infatuation now 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 mm -mm 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 -mm. why why are these urges in me what have i been entertaining that is now allowing these urges to be there the more you begin to engage in something that you should distance yourself from, you will begin to build urges based upon the agenda of what you watch or listen to. Why do you think shooters listen to trap music before they shoot up something? Why do you think people listen to lustful songs before they start having sex with a woman that's not his wife? Why? Because those songs helps build the climate for those urges, urges to thrive. You gotta keep watch over your urges. Hey, why do I have these urges? And why do I feel like every time I feel these urges, 
That is urgency. No, it's not urgency. It's not urgent. You have to keep watch over your R, your routines, what you do all the time. Not all urges are urgent. If you rem if you don't remember anything else, remember that. You got to keep watch over your routines. What do you do every day? Is what you do daily benefiting you monthly? Is what you do daily benefiting you weekly, monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, annually? What you do daily will determine the fruit of your year. At the end of your year, we'll see how you spent the most of your days. You got to keep watch over your routines, what you eat, what you do, how, what, how often you exercise. What are the routines that you need to do to be able to, to uh, fulfill your purpose? What daily routines must you do to reap the fruit that you want by the end of this week? You also got to keep watch over your relationships. Yo, who are you relating with? You should not get on any ship with a person that you do not relate to, relate with. Do y'all's purposes relate? Do y'all beliefs relate? You don't want to sell with the person that's now gotten you on a plank to jump off the ship. How many people, how many of us have been in a relationship that all of a sudden you walk in the plank and you get kicked off the ship? Listen, you don't want to be on any ship with a person you do not relate with. Relationship, relate on ship. Relationship, relate on ship. Do we relate on this ship? And if we do not relate on this ship according to God's purpose and according to God's will, then one of us got to get off. Many relationships have sunken or many people have been forced off of ships because they're on the ship of people they do not relate with. You got to keep watch of relationships. Meaning, we're talking about those relationships that don't matter and relationships that do matter. You got to keep watch over those that do matter. You better tend your wife, fellas. You better tend that woman. You better tend your children because one day you're going to wake up regrets that, man, I wish I would have spent more time with my son. Now my son living crazy. Man, I would have wish I spent more time with my daughter. Now my daughter's in and out of everybody's house. Man, I wish I spent more time with my wife. Now my wife is dealing with insecurities. You don't want to wake up. The enemy doesn't mind you waking up. He just mind you waking up late when it's too late. He wants you to be able to wake up when you, he don't mind you getting revelation. He just don't want you to get revelation when you have a real opportunity to reach the people that you're in love with. He wants you to wake up when it's too late. Oh, now your son messed up. That's why I believe in, um, in praying um, before things happen, covering things before they happen. happen. Covering my children that's not even here. Covering my wife. Covering my nieces and nephews and my sisters before they go to different seasons of transition. Covering them so they won't think crazy and do crazy. It is my responsibility to, to cover the future. That's why a man's supposed to think generationally. Because he's got to cover his grandchildren. He's got to cover and think about, okay, what could my children fall into? What could my wife, could when my wife gets pregnant... I got to be already ready for that. I got to be prayed up and prayed. I got to I got to be prayed up and praying her up <clears throat> as she goes through her transitions. But many of us men, a lot of men are not willing to do what it takes to make sure things are truly and thoroughly secure and stable. What else you got to keep watch over? Ask you got to keep watch over your standards. Make sure your standards don't sink. Keep your standards up. Keep your standards where they need to be. Do not allow temporary seasons to make you bring down your standards. Meaning, I'm going through stuff, I'm single, and I've been single for three years now. What's three years to God? What's five years to God? 
And many people allow their season they're going through to make them, let me just bring my standards down. The more you bring your standards down, the more you're going to have more opportunities. But the higher you have your standards, the better chance you have with meeting with meeting the one or meeting a person that's suited for you. Do not allow the season you're going through to bring your standards down. Don't be tempted to bring your standards down. You got to keep watch over your standards. Man, why am I hanging around these folks? There be times I'm like, why am I hanging around these people? <clears throat> not that I'm better. It's just like, man, I waste my time. Why am I entertaining certain people, certain things? Not, why am I bringing my standards low? I don't belong down here. I got to get back to where I need to be and live up there and, I don't, and don't allow people who's down below you talking about, oh, you too good for us? Yes, I am. I'm not too good for you in principle, but I'm too good in practice. In principle, I'm not better than you. But in practice, I am. And if I spend time with you, then I weaken my growth. You got to keep watch over your standards and over what you steward. <clears throat> you got to keep watch over yourself. You just can't let money just be spent all kind of way. No, you got to keep watch over your money. You got to keep watch over your marriage. You got to keep watch over whatever you're managing. You got to keep watch over it. Mm -mm. Wait, wait. Okay, I spent this much money in honey buns. It was crazy when I calculated how much money I spent in honey buns a week or in a month. I was like, my goodness. My goodness, Joshua. You crazy. Emotional eating costs. Lustful feelings costs. Temporary, periodically, periodic temporary indulgences costs. You better watch where your money flows because where your money flows shows what your heart, what's in your heart. You got to watch over your soul renewal, <clears throat> mind renewal. You got to watch over it. Like, okay, where am I in the cooperation with the sanctification work of God? Am I cooperating or am I in conflict? Am I, am I intentional in my mind being renewed? I got to keep watch. If you're trying to be a husband, if you plan on being a husband, make sure that your mind is a husband. <clears throat> you don't want to be a, a husband in position. You want to be a husband up here. You got to be a husband here. You got to be a husband here. You got to be a husband with your hands. You got to be a husband with your feet. You got to be a husband with your heart. You got to be white. You got to be a wife in your mind. You got to be a wife in your hands. You got to be a wife in, in your feet, in your heart. You got to be it before you be it. But so many people are not cooperating and their minds are not renewing at the pace that it needs to for them to, quote unquote, enjoy the life that they want. How, what else you got to keep watch over? E, you got to keep watch over your energy. You just can't be giving your time and efforts to everyone and everything because they're going to take your energy. You got to keep watch over your energy levels. So many people are executing off of burnout and they're, they're shrinking, shortening their lives. You got to keep watch over your energy. Don't be tempted to give your energy to people or things that don't even deserve your time. <clears throat> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, we all. Honey buns are for me. Super donuts for you. Listen, all of us got that one vice. One pastry. That, that affects our pace. You got to keep watch over your energy. You got to keep watch over your emotions. Am I, why, why am I always nasty? Mean? Unforgiving? Rude? Why? I got to keep watching my, why am I always gullible, super hype, overly elated? Why? I got to keep watching my emotion. Oh, I'm too hype right now. I'm too hype. Let me chill. Let me chill. I'm too hype. I'm too hype. Oh, okay. I'm too, I'm, uh, man, I, am I really that mean? Yeah, I need to chill. 
Selfish people don't work on themselves. <laughs> Selfish people blame everybody else. Selfish people never look at themselves. Selfish people always blame someone else. But if you really want to grow, you got to be able to say, you know, I am a mean person. Yeah, I am too hype. That's why no girl want to be with me because I'm too hype. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep watch over your emotions. And you got to keep watch over what your eyes latch on to. Wherever your eyes linger, chances are there's something that's seen lingering in your heart. If your eyes latch, if you always find your eyes, fellas, latching on hips, lips, and dips, right? If you always find your eyes latching on us, then there's something in your heart. Your eyes will always tell you what's in your heart because your eyes are the windows to your soul. You got to keep watch over your eyes. Your eyes will tell all. Your eyes will let you know what you're really about. You got to keep watch over L, your love walk. You got to keep watch over your love walk, man. Hey, man. Even if that, you, the Bible says, love your enemies. Do good to those who despitefully use you. Be kind to those people that's rude to you because your kindness will coals of fire on your head. We, I understand we all been there, but it's, it's important to admit your faults and then adjust them and address them and advance from them. Because life beyond your issues is a great life. You got to keep watch over your love walk, man. Am I walking in love with everybody? Now, everybody doesn't walk the same length in regards to your love walk. I don't walk. I ain't going to walk 15 miles with everybody. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Everybody's going to guarantee a good, a, a quick. Everybody's going to get. <laughs> everybody's going to get at least a, a quarter of a mile from me. Nah, that's long. Everybody's going to get a good. <laughs> in regards to my love walk, everybody's guaranteed at least a few steps. But not everybody. You shouldn't be giving everybody 20 miles. Love, listen, love has limits. I love you, but I'm limiting my engagement with you. <clears throat> the Bible says, hey, you, if a person asks you to go with you two miles, you go with them two. Everybody, let's, let's put it like that. Everybody should get at least two miles from you in your love walk. And what I mean by that is you do not want to walk with somebody 15, 20 miles that God never told you to walk that long with. What I mean, everybody deserves access to your love, but listen to the analogy. My love walk, like I'm going to walk in love with you. But I'm not, what I give my wife in love, I'm not going to give. I'm going to walk further with my wife than I do with any other woman. I'm going to walk further with my family than I am and anybody else. That don't mean everybody don't get a walk, but you got to understand there's a difference. My walk with my wife is a longer walk. It's a longer love walk. My walk with God is a long journey. I got see, see, some of us giving 20 miles to two mile people and giving two miles to 20 mile people. You better walk with the, you better walk with your wife. You better walk with her and leave that mistress alone, giving her 20 miles, giving your wife two miles. You're going to find yourself with a woman that ain't going to be able to carry you your next 20 miles. Let's keep going. You got to keep watch over those who lead or influence you. You got to keep watch over that. Who is leading you? Who are you allowing to influence you? You got to watch over that. Who are you watching? What preachers are you listening to? Do you, do, do you know the preacher's sermons more than you know the scriptures? If you know a person's sermon or personality more than you know the scriptures, you are setting yourself up to be deceived or to be in an idolatrous state. You got to know your scriptures for yourself so that you'll know to chew the meat and spit out the bones from what, whatever I say or any other preacher say. F, you got to keep watch over your forgiveness. Okay, I'm at, I'm at 320 in my 70 times seven. <laughs> you got to keep watching. When you see that person, forgive. 
Don't be tempted into unforgiveness. Don't be tempted into being led by the wrong people. Don't be tempted not to forgive. You got to keep watch over your forgiveness. Hey, man, I'm not going to allow hate. I'm not going to be tempted to this. I'm not going to be tempted to allow this hate to be in my heart. No, I'm going to forgive her. I'm going to forgive him 70 times 7 every day if I have to. You got to keep watch over your fruit. What kind of fruit are you bearing? Are you bearing ripe or rotten fruit? Are you bearing ripe love or rotten lust? Ripe joy or rotten happiness? What are you bearing? I got to keep watch over my fruit. The, the fruit will tell me how much am I connected to the vine. The more I'm connected to the vine who is Jesus, the more fruit of love, the more fruit of joy, gentleness, long suffering that I'm going to bring in my life. I also got to keep watch over my fundamentals and my foundation. <clears throat> See, Steph Curry, any athlete, anyone, their purpose determines what they practice daily. Their purpose determines what they practice daily. Their purpose, if their purpose is basketball, there's not a day that I guarantee there's not a day Steph Curry does not shoot a shot. There's not a day that that Serena Williams doesn't hit a tennis ball. Maybe that's different. There's, there, well, no, that's about the same. I don't know. If, I mean, tennis is different because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a day that she's holding a tennis ball, that she's around tennis, that she's doing some type of practice, some type of discipline. All these people who are great, who are really fulfilling their lives, their purpose determines what they practice daily. You, as a believer in Christ, should be practicing things daily to ensure that you grow into maturity. doesn't mean you do, I'm not saying you got to pray 50 minutes every day, but you should be praying five. I'm not saying you got to read 50 chapters a day, but you should at least read two or one. I'm not saying you're saying that you should pray. Um, um, for, well, I already said that, but there's certain things you got to check your fundamentals and your foundation. Am I anchored? Am I solid? Now, now, you got to make sure that you're not tempted to yield to the wrong things. Make sure you're not tempted to use your youth inappropriately. You got to make sure that you're not tempted to obey your own passions and not obey God. You got to make sure that you're not tempted in opening doors for the devil to gain entrance. You got to not make sure that you're not tempted in being disunified and not one. You got to make sure you're not being tempted to observe things that you shouldn't be observing. You got to make sure that you're not being tempted uh, uh, into understanding things that are a waste of your time. You got to make sure you're not being tempted to making a, a urge urgent. You got to make sure you're not being tempted into doing the wrong routines, being in the wrong relationships. Make sure you're not being tempted to lower your standards, to be tempted to misuse what you're being steward over. And, and, and make sure you're not being tempted and not cooperating with the sanctification work of Christ and being soul renewed, mind renewed. You got to make sure you're not being tempted and giving your energy to the wrong people. Making sure that you're not being tempted and to being emotionally unstable or emotionally attached to the wrong people and things. You got to make sure you're not being tempted to have your eyes latched onto the wrong things. You got to make sure you're not being tempted and giving um, the wrong journey to the wrong person in regards to your love walk or walking in unforgiveness. You got to make sure you're not being tempted into being led or influenced by the wrong people. You got to make sure you're not being tempted into and bearing rotten fruit that ain't going to benefit no one. And you got to make sure you're not going to be tempted into Practicing the wrong things or being anchored on the wrong foundation. It's a lot of work. But thank God, God did the most of the work. Jesus did all the work, actually. And this work right here is just basically observing. This work here is not saying that, that you can do it in your own strength. You can't. 
you got to make sure that you acknowledge God and give yourself time to say, God, I need help. Right now, I feel like yielding to this pornography. I need help. God, I feel like just, just YOLO living. I only live once. Lord, I'm God. I really want to obey you, but I need your help. God, I feel like oh, opening this door for this young lady. <laughs> Not in a gentleman way, but in a nasty way. I feel like uh, observing the wrong things. In order for us to be successful, we have to know where our, our source comes from. That the best thing you got to do is knowing that you got a helper. You got a comfort inside of you that when you feel like you're being tempted and you feel like it's too much, you got a five second to five thirty second window to make the right decisions. Now, that leads me to what I want to get to. How to avoid falling into temptations. You're right. Everything costs. I rather pay in listening than wishing. I rather pay in listening than pay in wishing. I rather listen and be like, "Woo, I paid the cost and listened to the boss," than paying in. Well, I wish I did. <clears throat> How to avoid falling into temptation? Share this video. Get it out because we're getting into the good stuff. Seven things, real quickly, because I got to go out there and give buckets. How to avoid falling into temptations? Number one, change your tailor. Change who your tailor is. Stop going to the devil and getting tailored. Oh, this suit looks nice. Getting tailored by the enemy? Listen, you're not going to be successful. <clears throat> you got to go to God and get tailored. God, I want to wear a new suit. God, I want to put on the whole armor of God so I can be able to withstand. I want to be tailored by you. Form me, fashion me to where the devil can't don't have enough fabric. You don't even have enough, uh, enough skill set into, into forming anything to fit me because I'm fitted by you. He doesn't have enough fabric. He doesn't have enough intel or ability or creativity to form anything against me because I've been fit and fashioned by you. How to avoid temptation? You better change your tailor. Change your tailor, start getting, stop getting suited by the devil. Go to the Holy Ghost, go to God and say, God, tailor me to where he has nothing in his repertoire to fit me anymore. Number two, you got to train yourself before the temptation. The reason why we men and women fall into temptations all the time is because we ain't prepared for them. We don't have no discernment. <clears throat> we don't have no discernment. We don't have no patience. We don't have no sense. We don't have no understanding of spiritual warfare. You gotta be, you gotta be about this thing. What keeps me from falling into temptation is because I train myself. I discipline myself. I buffet this body. I kill this body on a day-to-day -day basis. The more you kill yourself day in and day out, the more you take discipline and train yourself, when a temptation comes, it becomes easier to overcome them because you've seen it from a mile off. Those who have deep discernment can see things afar off. How far do you see the temptation coming? Is it too late? You get hit with it too late? Or do you be like, man, here come, look at the devil coming, y'all. Look at these demons bringing this girl again like I ain't happily married. Look at this, look at this, look at this demon bringing, he bringing this, he making me try to think about this situation the wrong way. God is bringing this situation to prune me. He wants me to think that God is bringing a situation to punish me. I see this devil afar off. Oh, we're married now? Oh, man, of course the devil's going to come and attack the marriage. I saw this coming before we even said I do. You got to train yourself. If a temptation, if you hit with the temptation and that's when you notice a temptation coming, it's too late. Most of these temptations are too late. It's too late. If we're honest, 
You in that house alone with that girl, it's too late. It's too late. You, not only did you leave your coat, but you left your toothbrush and toothpaste. It's too late. Certain to, like, if I'm honest with you, listen, some of y'all are in temptations right now and it's too late because you're not strong enough to overcome them. But if you actually have the strength to be able to look at the sky and say, God, I need your help. Give me out of temptation. Because the Bible says there is no temptation that's not common to man. But with every temptation, he makes a way of escape. But you know the quickest way to exit a temptation is to never enter it. But if you do enter it, the quickest way to exit it is taking that first step that you took forward. Take two steps back. Some temptations, when they hit you, you might as well count it lost. It is what it is. If y'all up there rubbing up against each other, Netflix, instead of y'all watching Netflix, Netflix watching you, it's going to be hard for you when you hard to, to, to leave. You got to make sure you know yourself and be like, you know what? No, no, I can't go to your house because I know me. I ain't Jesus, boo-boo. I ain't Jesus. I ain't the comforter. I'm the wrong comforter. This comforter going to really comfort you. And I ain't trying to comfort you like that. But you bring me up in here, it's going to be an extra comforter comforting you. That's why you got to train yourself and know yourself. Know yourself. People fall into temptation because they don't know themselves. Number three, you got to be thankful for and trust in the strength of Christ. In order to avoid a temptation or to overcome one, you got to be thankful for and trust in the strength of Christ. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. You got to say, Father, I'm weak right now. She in my DM. She calling me, God. All them single men out there, I know it's tough. Celibacy and purity is not easy. Trust me, I tried it. I lived it. Being a virgin wasn't easy. Letting go of pornography wasn't easy. But it's always worth it. Because every time I find myself weak, I've practiced tapping into his strength. And then in that 5 to 30 second window in me communicating with God instead of the temptation, the reason why we fall into temptation because we be trying to communicate and try to make deals with the temptation. Stop trying to make deals with temptation and make and, and, and tap into the deal that has already been made through Christ. Father, you freed me from this. You promised me that you will strengthen me in this. Father, I'm weak. And in that five to 30 second window, you will feel yourself strengthened. But how many of us are strong enough to do that? How to avoid falling to temptation? Number four, think three moves ahead of every situation. Discernment. Think three moves ahead. The Holy Spirit knows 20 moves behind the first move. See, the, the devil knows that the five or 10 or 15 times you do something, you're not going to reap a tangible consequence. You done slept with her 15 times and there's no baby yet. There's no STD. He knows, but it could be coming on that 17th time. You got to understand. <clears throat> you got to think three moves ahead. What I do, I think myself into trouble to keep my feet out of trouble. What? Could, what could I lose in becoming loose with this situation? If I entertain this, if I entertain that, if I, if I think on this long enough, what are the consequences? So what I do, I think three moves ahead. If I do this, what's next? Okay, if this happens, what could be in that second category? If I do this, what are the next step two consequences? Okay, if I get to step two and nothing bad happens, what could possibly bad go wrong on step three? There you go. I played chess as a boy. I grew up playing chess and was actually pretty good at chess. And when, when you, but you, life is a chess game, not checkers. Everybody just want to jump. 
jump in this relationship, jump over there, jump, 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 jump. King me, no. This thing is chess, baby girl. Baby boy, this is chess. You gotta be able to think three moves ahead. You gotta think about their potential move, your potential moves. You gotta think three moves ahead of every situation when it comes to a temptation. Those who can out, those who can think three moves ahead rarely find themselves in temptations. Number five, you gotta tap yourself out and tap the Holy Spirit in. <clears throat> Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight this thing by myself. I'm gonna tap the Holy Spirit in. I'm gonna let the Holy Spirit come in. I'm gonna let him lead me. And I'm gonna tap myself out and try to control my life and let him control my life. That's what that means. Because the more the Holy Spirit leads, the less likely you find yourself in situations of temptations. Number six, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Temptations happens to those who are prideful. Temptation surrounds the proud, but it's rarely around the humble. Boy, if I was back in Solomon days, that'd have been Proverbs chapter 32, verse one. <laughs> Temptation surrounds the proud and is rarely around the humble. If you think of yourself more honey, you ought to think, chances are you that you are just a few steps away from falling to temptation. Last but not least, talk to God and select the others about your struggles. Before the temptation come, talk them out. Yo, God, yo, I'm talking to you about this. I'm struggling with this. God, um, let God surround you with right accountability. You can talk to them. Yo, I'm struggling with this. I, I need help. Before the big being lowly is the best. You write poetic streams. You got to be able to talk to somebody. Be like, look, I'm, I'm heading down the wrong path. And I feel that there's a temptation coming that's going to try to tackle me out of here. I need some support. If you don't take the time to change your tailor, train yourself, be thankful for and trust in the strength of Christ, think three moves ahead, tap the Holy Spirit in, tap yourself out, and think of yourself accurately and talk to God and select the people about your struggle, you're going to find yourself in and out of temptations. I pray this message was a blessing to you, fellas and the ladies who love them and want to grow with them. Got to understand, as long as you live, there's going to be the enemy after your treasure. But a temptation is only to temptation when it out from your consent. Meaning, if it's in you, if there's a tug, that means you got too much. You got some stuff inside of you that that kind of temptation, if it's brought in front of you, will attack you. What are the things that if it was in front of you right now that you will fall for? What type of woman, if she was in front of you, that you will fall for? What type of gimmick or deception that if it was in front of you that you will fall for? Chances are, whatever you'll fall for, you have no discipline in the things of God against it. Jesus responded to the devil's temptations with the word of God, not with his opinions, not with his theories or uh, whatever. He responded with the word of God. If you want to be able to fight from the place that you should fight, you got to fight from the word of God. Hope this message was a blessing to you. This video will be posted. Uh, what to do if you already took the bait? God will forgive you. Go to God and be like, God, I'm tired of taking this bait. Help renew my mind and situation. Help me to think differently about this situation. And then you got to cooperate with it. You Listen, if you want to be free, you will be free. But so many people don't want to be free. So if you already bit the bait, throw the bait off the lure. Get out of the way from the lake. Go to spend time with God and be like, and take inventory about yourself. Think about, think about. Uh, uh, the things that could be tailored to you. Think about the ways you can avoid this situation if it comes again. 
If you're not strong enough, be honest about that. If you ain't strong enough to be around no man that smells good and looks good, then 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 invest in your singleness. <clears throat> if you can't be around certain women without you rising up, then 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 run away. Run away, boy. Run away. Get away. Because the person that you should be deserves for you to do better now. Love you guys. Be blessed. Hope this uh, barely mentioned podcast was a blessing to you. Feel free to share this video to as many people as you like. Um, um, links in the description box below if you want to give, get involved, help support our mentoring program and adult coaching programs. If you want one-on-one -on -one personal coaching with myself, sign up now. The link is going to be, oh, well, basically go to my website. Everything that you want to know about me, go to IamUnplugged.com. I-A-M-U-N-P-L-U-G-G-E-D.com. That's where you can get signed up for your coaching sessions. Whatever you can do. If you want to uh, give 75 you want to do $75, $50, $25, whatever it is, that's all you have for uh, each coaching session, that's what I'm going to do. I would love to help you. Um, do what you can. I'll give you a time frame and a custom coaching uh, thing that will be tailored to your coaching needs. Love you guys. See you guys next time. And tomorrow, I know we're going to be talking about may do a Q&A. 